Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Welcome back, and we are glad that our listeners are joining us for another episode in the Commands of Christ specifically talking on the command, follow me. I have Gabe Cleeter here in the studio with me. And last episode, we introduced this command found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, where Jesus gives a command to Andrew and his brother Peter while they were fishing. And he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I... I really enjoyed talking about that um, on our last episode with you, Gabe, and kind of digging into the story and the background of these two nitty-gritty, just low-on-the-total-pole guys that Jesus shows up to, and he gives this command. I think it was it was quite eye-opening. Yes, it really was. That was so good. And and I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today, and and more in depth on how does this command apply to us? Because this was a very direct command given to these two disciples for them to follow. But Gabe, you shared with us, and I think it would be helpful for our listeners just to be refreshed in their mind, a verse that really tethers in with this command that Jesus gave to Andrew and Peter um, that really that this command involves everyone everywhere. Can Do you mind sharing that verse again with us? Certainly. So Jesus said in uh, Matthew 16, verse 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So we see that the, this command is to any man. If any man, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, um, and so we see that this command, follow me, applies to all people at all time, those that would walk as disciples of Jesus Christ. Which is really exciting. And I think, you know, it just reminds me of the verse in Scripture that talks about all Scripture is profitable. You know, and it's just like each one of these commands that we're talking about, they can be applied to our lives. And that's what we want to discuss today. Let's specifically, we're, today we're going to kind of break the command apart into kind of three segments First segment kind of being follow me. The second segment being, and I will make you, right? And then the last segment being fishers and men. So let's first touch on the first segment, the first section of this command where Jesus says, follow me. And let's talk about that and how it applies to our life. And I think one of the first steps to talking about it is maybe looking at the definition of follow. And I I just real quickly looked it up um, in the Webster's Dictionary, and I really appreciated what I read. It was very encouraging, and I thought it was applicable to this command. And simply it says, the definition to follow is to go after or behind, to walk, ride, or move behind, but in the same direction. Amen. And then it gives an example. Webster's gives an example here as a soldier will usually follow a brave officer. And I think that's just really neat because Jesus is not just giving this command to follow him 
to Peter and Andrew, but he's also giving this command to every believer to follow him. And the beauty about this definition of following is it gives a picture of us following in the footsteps of Jesus. And just kind of one of the neat things and encouraging things about that is it takes a lot of the responsibility I shouldn't say responsibility. I, I should actually kind of say transgression in a lot of ways or or responsibilities that we would normally think that we have. It takes a lot of that weight off of us and it puts it on Christ, but it gives us one thing to do and that's to follow Jesus. And I think that's really significant and really important. I remember working um, at, for a while on um, helping on the lawn crew maintenance um, team and um, ended up mowing a lot of lawns. And it was quite a learning curve for me to use the big John Deere zero turn mowers. Oh, yeah. And that's that's like the best. Yes. Epic. <laughs> and I remember trying to learn to um, to drive them in a in, in to make nice, neat, straight lines. And I it was really difficult for me. I would feel like I was driving in a straight line. And then I would look back and odd, you know, it curved and it wasn't, yes. you know, or it had a gradual curve to it or, or whatever. And it was, and I really struggled to do it. And because it, but, it, but what really helped is when I was learning, someone would mow the first line for me. And then when they mowed that first line, I would then use that as a guy and I would line my tires up and I would use that line to then mow the rest. That's helpful. And I feel like in, that's exactly what Jesus did is it's wow. like he went before us, right? Praise God. He mowed that first line, if you want to put it that that's way, right. um, just using a more physical example. But it's like but it's like Jesus went before. He was the forerunner, right? He went before. He was the firstborn, right? right. It says in um, Romans 8, he's the firstborn among many brethren, right? Like he came first. He showed the way. He, he made the way. Right. And then we just follow in his steps. That's we right. follow in his way. He is the way, right? But we yep. fo- as we follow him, it, it sets the course to then of our lives when we follow his course. That's right. And I think that's kind of the picture that you were giving here of like Jesus, we're following in the same direction, right? We're following in his steps. We're following him. He made the way and we follow him. And when we try to make our own way, we end up, ends up not working out, right? Even when we're trying right. to do it right, even right. when we're trying to live in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a right way, we can't do it. Right. But when we follow Jesus and the power of his spirit, it's like then we, our lives are in line with him. Yep, and that's such that is that is such such a blessed thing, you know, it's perfect picture Gabe because God God didn't give us a relationship with him without a way to walk in that relationship and that way is Christ, right? right. And I think it's so easy to get discouraged and overcome and just weighed down by like so many to-do things quote unquote, in the Christian life, and yet forget that Christ is that way. And we are to be looking to Christ. And as we are looking to Christ, we'll walk that way. We'll cut that. We'll mow that straight line. Right. It will be in line with God's original intention and design for our life. And so that's really powerful. One other element that I think is um, powerful to this is you know, I was thinking about the life of Jesus in regards to this command and what gave him the the power and the authority and the influence that he had in ministering to other people. And I really feel like it was because he followed this command himself. 
And and the way he did that was we see over and over in scripture that Jesus kept on saying, I don't do anything but that which the fathers told me to do. And I think as Jesus being the son of God followed the direction his heavenly father gave him, the will, the commands that his heavenly father gave him to do, that made him effective in leading other people to God, in, 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 in encouraging other people to look to the Lord. And I think that's really powerful because not only is Jesus the son of God and you know he can do whatever he wants to, but he himself followed this command in a lot of ways. Even though this command is given to us, he followed the principles of this command with submitting himself to following the Lord. And I think a picture, a perfect picture of this um, is, is, is found in John 10 and how sheep follow a shepherd. And Gabe, why don't you go ahead and dig into this a little bit more of how does the picture of the command, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, apply to sheep following a shepherd and, and how that applies to us? So in John chapter 10, there's a really precious verse um, that where Jesus said, in, and I, I, this really stood out to me as I was thinking on this command, follow me. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Amen. And so you see very much the connection between us hearing the Lord's voice, right? And us getting to know his voice and us following him. That like he said, my sheep, like the first step to following Jesus is getting to know his voice. That's right. And learning to follow him. And you brought out how um, with Jesus, um, how Jesus talks about in different places in John, how he um, he didn't do anything except that which his father um, told him to do. He did only did the will of his father, right? He was, and and he walked in that way. He was God, yeah, yes, right, he, absolutely, one hundred percent. He was fully God, and yet he walked in. He was fully God, and yet fully man, and he walked in submission to the will of his father, even though he was God, right? That's and right. so it's just amazing to see that example that he set for us. That we would, his heart is that we'd be able to see the same thing, right? He always heard and did what his father did right and now we are to always hear and do what he tells us that's right right and so it's like jesus said my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me one thing that strikes me about this is we would think it would be we, the way i would have thought just as i'm reading the verse is i my sheep hear my voice and they know me is what i would have thought would have been the way it would follow up but jesus said, actually said my sheep hear my voice and I know them. Wow. And I feel like this highlights so much the relationship aspect of following Christ. That's right. Like the, the, the Lord wants a relationship with us, and a relationship is always two ways. And oftentimes that's right. we talk about like the importance of um, us knowing Jesus, and that's important. But what about the importance of Jesus knowing us, hmm. right? And it, it even says in um, at the end of the Matthew, I think it's chapter 6 or 7, um, or in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, um, that to the to the wicked, he said, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity." They had done it; said they had done many wonderful works, right? In the name of the Lord, but he said, "Depart from me, I never knew, knew you. you." Right? So it's not just that you never knew me; 
it's that although I never knew you. Wow. And so it's like, it, 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 it's kind of like this. I heard someone illustrate it this way. It's sort of like if we, it, it's like if you, if you went to the White House and, and you, you came up to the door and you said, I know the President of the United States, can I come in? And they would probably say, well, no way, right? And, you know, <laughs> if you no, could even uh, get that uh, close. Right, if you get that close, <laughs> you probably couldn't, right? But if, if the president of the White House sent an invitation and, and, and asked you to come and they were saying, oh, can he come in? And the president said, yes, I know him. Let him in. Then they wow. would, right? And, it's and there's like, a lot of power in that. Right. There's a lot of power and authority in that because the president knew you. Wow. Right? Well, in the same way, it's like, it's like it's important for us to know Jesus and we need that. But it's important also for Jesus to know us. And like, obviously, Jesus knows all things, right? He's, right. he's omniscient. Right. But, but I think this is referring to a relational way, whereas uh, like, like knowing experientially whereas we're spending time with him and, and, and getting to know him that, that, that we're cultivating this relationship mm-hmm. with him and I think this is so powerful because then he says my sheep hear my voice I know them and then we hear our command and they follow me wow. so we're only really going to follow Jesus as we get to know his voice Amen. just like a sheep follows a shepherd the sheep has to know the voice of a shepherd it even goes on in John 10 and says we'll follow the voice of a stranger they won't follow the voice of a hireling they'll follow the voice of the shepherd yeah. so we have to ask the question how do you get to know Jesus' voice, right? Because we right. see here the key to following Jesus in many ways is getting to know his voice. That's right. So how do you get to know his voice? Well, how do you get to know someone's voice, right? Right. The way you get to know their voice is by listening to their words, right? Like, right. like for example, like if you, if you got a phone call and, and let's say you didn't have caller ID and how everybody pretty much has caller ID <laughs> on their cell phones, but let's say you didn't have caller ID and your phone rings and you look and you see and, and, and you answer your phone and, and you don't know who it is and, and it's your mom. You could probably recognize your mom's voice just by the way she said hello. Absolutely, right? Like you just by the way, just the way she said, you could say hello. Oh, you, you know, know it's it. your mom, right? You she know doesn't it. have she to doesn't be have like to say her name, right? She doesn't have to be like, no, I'm not a telemarketer. I'm your mother. I give birth to you, right? Like you just know who it is, right? Because you. But the reason you know her voice is because you've listened to it a lot. Wow, you've listened to her words. That's right. right. And so, how do we get to know the voice of the Lord? They're listening to his words. Yeah. As we spend time in the word, meditating on it, receiving it, listening to the Lord's words, we get to know his voice and we become sheep that know the voice of our shepherd. And as we get to know the Lord's voice and cultivate that relationship, the result is we follow him. Wow. Praise the Lord. And you know, that is so true. Getting Following Christ starts with getting to know his voice. And what strikes me that is significant about that is there are so many voices out there. And I'm not talking about necessarily voices that you hear in your head, although those, you know, may exist. But I'm talking about there's so many things, there's so many things out there that clamor for our attention. Right. That clamor for our ear, you know, that, you know, that want that place of, um, you know, predominance, basically, in our heart, and our mind, and learning to turn our ear, in a lot of ways, our spiritual ear, the ear of our heart, right, towards the Lord, towards developing that relationship with God based on time, listening to his words, listening to just developing that time with the Lord through reading his word, meditating on his word, de- helps us develop that year. 
And that doesn't come overnight. Right. It doesn't, right? It, it takes time. It's a process. And it's right. a process of learning to get to know the voice of our shepherd. Uh, uh, my wife's family actually had an amazing story in connection with this. And because my wife's family actually for a while raised sheep. And, you oh, know, wow. just talking about being sheep that know the voice of the shepherd. And they, um, they, they raised sheep for a while. And not just a small number of sheep. Um, but they were one time... Um, my wife's dad, my father-in-law, was had gone um, in the morning to a, a conference or something like that. And um, while he was gone, the sheep escaped out of their pen. Oh my! And they were running around <laughs> in the yard and everything. And and um and and my wife's mom was out there trying to corral them and their brothers, and they're just oh trying boy. to get them back into the pen. But they would not listen. Sheep are not known for for being brilliant. Um and. But they're trying to get the sheep into the pen, and the sheep won't listen to them. And so, um. My wife's mom called her dad and was like, what should I do? And he's like, okay, you just try to keep the sheep off the road and I'll come back as soon as I can. So they're trying to keep them off the road and her dad gets back and, and these sheep aren't listening for anything to, to um, her mom or to her brothers. And and then her dad gets back and he comes and, and um, he walks over to the pin, the, the opening in the, there in the pin, and he, he says one word, Greta. And I go, Greta, what does that mean? Greta was the name of the lead sheep in the pack. Oh, wow. And as soon as, so so her dad was the one that would feed the sheep and care for the sheep. He was kind of the shepherd, if you will. Right, absolutely. As soon as he said that, the sh- Greta came and started walking and all the other sheep followed Greta. And wow. Greta started walking towards them, all the sheep and they all walked right into the pen and he closed it. Um, and so it was amazing because the sheep knew his voice. That's and right. And the reason was because he's the one that he communicated with him. Right. He's the one that fed them. He's the one that cared for them. He's the one that cared for their needs. And because of that, they followed him. Right. <laughs> right. They knew his voice. Right. And they followed his commands. And, and and because they knew his voice, and they wouldn't follow the voice of, of, of mom or her siblings because they didn't know. They didn't know yeah. those voices, but they knew the voice of the shepherd. And I feel like that's what the Lord's teaching us. He's teaching us to get to know his voice. Mm-hmm. Where we won't follow mm-hmm. other voices, we follow his voice. And as we follow his voice, as we get to know his voice, we follow him and we obey his commands. That's right. And I feel like, you know, getting to know that that the sh- the voice of the shepherd is, it it takes time and, it, it, and, and, and that time is involved in, in developing a relationship of trust. You know, those sheep, like kind of like the story that you just shared with Greta, I mean, she knew when she heard your father-in-law's voice, okay, this is the one who feeds me. Right. This is the one I can trust. I know I can follow. And therefore, what was the natural result? I'm going. Right. Okay? It wasn't a hesitation. It wasn't an issue. Okay, we didn't have an issue here. Right. Because Greta which is a great name for a, a <laughs> lamb or a sheep <laughs> or a you or however you say it. Um, she knew exactly who it was. She knew she could trust him and she was going. Right. And that took time. Mm-hmm. And right. I think right. as followers of Christ, as we take time to listen, as we take time to cultivate a relationship with Lord, developing an ear to hear God's voice we will also begin to trust that voice. And when God calls us to go here, to do this, to do that, which we're going to be getting in our next episode, which I'm excited, you know, like the practical application of following. What does God call us to follow? Like, I mean, it's I know it's following Christ, but what does that look like in our everyday life? I think right. we're going to, you know, be surprised at how applicable this is to us, but just how... Following Christ 
is is this command is built upon relationship with the Lord in a lot of ways. It really is. And as we get to know him, we follow him. That's and right. I think what you said was so good is that you won't follow someone you don't trust. Yep. So trust is a key part of relationship and is a key part of following, right? And so it's as we spend time in the word, as we spend time with the Lord, as we get to know him, as he shows himself faithful, then we are 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 we follow him. Our we're, our trust in him is deep mm-hmm. in, and our following him grows mm-hmm. um in, in, in direct proportion to that. I think it's important too to see that like that, you know, even in, in John ten when it talks about us being sheep that know the voice of our shepherd, it also talks about that they don't know the voice of a stranger, that they won't follow another voice, right? They won't right. follow some right. they won't follow a hireling. And so Jesus wants us to follow him in and I think that there's a lot of things in the world that are screaming at us to follow them, right? But to follow Jesus is to um to turn from those other things. It's it's to stop That's following right. self. It's to stop following the way of the world. It's stopped it's stop following even my own hopes and dreams and goals and purposes. And it's to turn from those things and it's to follow Jesus. Right. You only have one choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only really effectively follow one person, right? 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 That's right. And and God's call, God's calling us to follow Him with all our heart. Praise the Lord. That's good, Gabe. Let's move on to our next segment here. As we're talking about following Christ, Jesus says, "Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." I find it very interesting that directly following the words "follow me," you find this and I will make you fishers of men. I feel like the that is very, very significant because when we follow the Lord, he empowers us to right. do his will. Right. And I know we've talked about that in other episodes, but I think it would be really appropriate to kind of unpack that under this command even more because it's so easy to when I think of the Christian life, I think of, oh, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to, and I have this responsibility and I've got to look this way or dress that way or I got to listen to this or do this. When the priority is first following Christ. And then he makes this interesting statement, and I will make you. Mm-hmm. Gabe, what does that speak to you when you hear that statement? It, it's like what he's saying is, I will make you exactly what I want you to be. Right, wow. and part of that is him making us fishers of men, right? Yep, right. Um, but even in every every other area of our life, he's like, "Follow me, and I will do the making." <laughs> right? I will make you. I will. Tu- I will um, touch on every area of your life. I will mm-hmm. not leave any stone unturned. And he doesn't. Right? The Lord touches on even every practical area of our life. God touches on it as we follow Him. But it's. But I think it's significant that the weight is, "I will make you a right. fisher of men." Right? right? That He wants to do this in us, and He wants to do this through us. That that. That he's the one that does the making. Right. We do the following. He does the making. That's right. right? And that's powerful. That's right. And you know, one of the aspects of following, and we've already touched on this, is we, whoever we follow, we kind of conform to. Mm-hmm. We conform right. our image to. You know, I've, I've noticed that, um, you know, even in my own following, like, you know, you have different followings. You have followings on Twitter. You have followings on YouTube. You have followings on Instagram. You have followings on Facebook. I mean, you have followings probably on a lot of social media platforms. And I've noticed even in my own life, as I followed a certain person, it's like I will start on to take, I'll start to take on some of their mannerisms, believe it or not. 
I'll start on, you know, maybe to take on some of their preferences or even some of the verbiage they use, which is really, really powerful. And, and I think it's we the one of the clearest pictures really of this is parenting. You know, if you've got a child, I have I have three kids. I've got another one on the way. And so I am really getting a full blown, you know, lesson on this one. Right. I, I think of Isaiah, my oldest, you know. I am blown away by how he copies. Like, he's like a parrot. He copies everything. And literally what he's doing is he is following. He's following someone he trusts. Sometimes he does things, I think, that he doesn't even necessarily know what he's doing. But because he saw dad do it, that's what he's going to do. Right. And which is, that's scary as a parent in a lot of ways. But... What's incredible about that is there is a power in that. And that if I am following the Lord, my son, Isaiah, as young as he is, he will begin following and he might not know the depths or the significance or the importance of what he's doing, but it will impact his life. Right. Right. And it'll change him. Right. He follows, right? And Jesus said we need to be um, become like little children, right? Where children follow. That's right. <laughs> and as children of our Heavenly Father, we're called to follow. Right. We're called to follow the Lord. That's right. And part of this following is the very last portion of, of this command is, and I will make you fishers of men. You know, you think of what is the whole idea? What is the whole purpose of the command, follow me? And I think Jesus gives it. In the very last portion of the command, and I will make you fishers of men, being a fisher of men. And I and we talked about kind of briefly what that idea was, and that really it's God's heart that all men be turned back to him in a relationship with him. It is God's heart that through Jesus, through what Jesus has done, through the way that Jesus has made for us that all men everywhere might be saved and might be restored to God to have a relationship with God. And so I think the command, the idea of being a fisher of men is that as I align my life with the life of Christ, he begins to fill me. His ways begin to saturate my life. I will begin to take on by the power of his Holy Spirit, I'll begin to take on his life and other people will be drawn to that in many ways. Right. Yes, that's right. Right. As we as we follow the Lord, it's like the Lord is able to fill us with himself and then minister his life through us to a lost and dying world that so desperately needs it. Right. And I think that this idea of following isn't just following it's not just us that we, we need to keep this idea of following. is not just an idea that we need to keep in mind as far as that, oh, we're following someone. That's not the only element, but that other people are following us. Mm-hmm. Other people are looking up to us. And I think that's the tool, one of the most powerful tool God uses to bringing other people to himself is those that follow him, is the testimony they have. And that testimony is simply Christ in them. Right. Christ being Lord in their life, and other people can spot it. Right, other people can see right. it. And this is not something that we're talking about. That oh, I'm got to be different for just the sake of being different. But no, like when 
you, I mean, I know, I don't know if Gabe, if, you, if you've ever experienced this, but when I've seen someone passionate about the Lord, they stand out. Right. They're different. They're right. different in their language. Right. You know, they're different in, in, in pretty much every area of their life. Right. And, and that's powerful. And that, that in many ways reflects Christ. And that's a light right. that reflects Christ. Right. They say your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. That's right. <laughs> but it's true. And yes, we need to talk of the Lord. We need to we need to speak of tell others about Jesus. We need to share him with others. We need to talk, but we also need to walk, right? That's and right. it's like and our life should bear witness to our words, right? That That's it should right. that we should that that not only should our, our, our words tell people about Jesus, but our life should our life as should. well. Right. And that that's probably gonna be the most powerful witness is that our life tells other people about Jesus, not just our words. Well, we've impacted a lot here, and I'm looking forward to the next episode coming up where we're going to be talking about how practically in an everyday life situation do we fulfill the command, follow me and I will make you fishers and men. I'm excited about this. This is kind of where it gets down to the nitty gritties. And I hope for our listeners, they've been encouraged. They've been encouraged to look at their own life and say, am I following Christ or who am I following? And also to think about who's following me and what impact am I making on their life? Is it an impact of, of good or is it detrimental? So for our listeners, if you guys have been encouraged, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes and share this content with other people so that they can be encouraged. We love you guys. We hope you've been encouraged, but until next time, we look forward to joining you later. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.